What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Barbell Talk podcast. My name is Nick. And I'm Justin. Join us each week as we discuss all things fitness, training, and nutrition in the world of strength and conditioning. You can find us on Instagram at barbell underscore talk underscore pod. And now, let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Barbell Talk podcast. We are on episode three of this this journey. Journey. Yeah. yeah, journey we've been on together. Um, we appreciate you guys listening these past few weeks. We hope um, the last episode provided some insight um, into you know sports-specific training um, as well as general population training for those um, adults listening um, as well. Um, we appreciate if you guys take out some time to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, such a little action does give such a long way for us. Um, yes, we are very, very happy that you guys are listening and we hope to continue to provide insight, uh, week after week. I think we have finally decided on a, um, release date of Tuesday morning. So, um, if you commute, if you cyber commute, if you don't commute, you can listen to us Tuesday morning. Commuting from the kitchen to the home office. Yeah. Um, and you know, we hope that these episodes don't go too long. Um, anything over, I think an hour and a half at, at max is just, you know, the hell I'm not listening. um that's just too long so um but in today's episodes we have a today's episodes today's episode we have a couple of things we want to talk about um the main thing being why warm-ups are so important for athletes as well as you know general population prior to a workout um but uh like last week we wanted to get this uh week started off with um a little bit of q a from ourselves um so justin what are your two favorites exercises my to do to do to do or, my or t- my just watch okay my two favorite exercises to do are the deadlift i've thoroughly enjoyed um growing in my deadlift i it was tough for me to get started uh but i enjoy it now i enjoy it every week uh the other one is more on my strongman side i enjoy doing the log press um for those Ooh, of you uh, the log press for those of you that don't know it's uh, in more of a uh, a higher level. They actually use a wood log, um, but at my level, it's more of just a metal cylinder, um, and you press it over it. <laughs> so I really enjoy doing that. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and Sounds I've tough. I've grown. Uh, it takes a lot of technique. It's not just like pressing a barbell, but um, I enjoy growing in that. And those are two, my two favorite. What about you? That's great. Now, do you do do you sumo deadlift or do you conventional? A deadlift? conventional deadlift. Um, not only man's man. Yeah, not only uh, <laughs> have I never tried sumo in strongman, it's not allowed. It's one of the only rules in strongman that they post uh, on the. Uh, it seems like a specific attack to a <laughs> community. Yeah, on on uh, most of the rule charts, it says deadlift, no sumo. Okay. That's all it says. Well, what's the difference between sumo and conventional for those that may not know? So sumo stance, uh, your legs are real far uh, wide out. Um, the name comes from sumo wrestling when people stop their feet. Um, and then for the sumo deadlift, your hands are between your legs versus the conventional. Uh, your your legs are more together and your hands are on the outside of your legs. More together. I gotcha. <laughs> All right, well, we'll move on to me. Um, my favorite exercise um, f- to program for athletes, as well as myself, has been chin-ups. Now, um, like sumo and conventional deadlift, there is different variations of a pull-up chin-up. 
Um, the ch more challenging version is where your hands, uh, your palms are facing away from you. They're a little bit more outside of your shoulders, and you're doing a pull-up like that. I don't like that. That's hard. I can't get as many. I don't like it. Must be nice to be able to do that. Yes. Um, for those of you out there, one pull-up can save your life. Um, that's <laughs> an inside joke. Anyways, but the chin-up where your hands are face or your palms are facing you, um, and specifically um, some some racks and some chin-up bars um, have a have a grip where the the part that you you do grab is it's not neutral grip. It's more kind of like flared out. So like a forty-five degree angle. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's just more comfortable on the wrists, um, but I like a little bit more activation of the biceps. Um, I feel that I have a little bit more range of motion in my my shoulder without you know much tension, um, kind of like near the I don't know just where one would find tension in the shoulder. Um, but um, definitely prefer the the, the chin up variation over um, conventional pull ups, both for myself and and athletes. Um, second exercise, don't fully know. Um, I'm I'm in between um, regular push-ups and uh, trap bar deadlift. Um, Go with the deadlift. Yeah, I, I like the trap bar deadlifts a little bit more. Um, great full body uh, workout. What's different from the trap bar and like a conventional deadlift is you're in the middle of a you know like a hexagon kind of bar. Um, takes a lot of pressure off your low back by making you the center of gravity. Um, but great for athletes at developing force production into the ground. Um, you can also get away with ego lifting a little bit more than you can in a regular deadlift without the you know, the risk of injury, um, which I definitely like, but it still hits the full body. A little bit more quad dominant than a, than a regular deadlift, wouldn't you say? Um, but still Yeah, it's a, a good progression. Starting to learn on the trap bar deadlift uh, is a lot easier than going right to a barbell deadlift. Yeah, yeah. Kind of puts you in like an optimal position. Um, of in between like a hinge and a squat so you can still make it a lot more hip dominant like in that hinge or you can um start by you know doing making a little bit more quad dominant but again for athletes it's great for force production into the ground all we're looking for is to make them jump higher um accelerate better and you know get um get some heavy lifts in and and in a safe way um not not to say that athletes shouldn't you know regular conventional deadlift but um trap bars pretty nice yeah, and real quick, I just thought about this. For the sumo deadlift, um, it uh, is a lot more glute dominant uh, versus the conventional, or conventional is uh, um, hamstring and low back. Okay, that's great. Well, if you are looking to grow your, grow your glutes, you know, maybe hit a sumo deadlift every every now and then, or just do a, a hip bridge variation. I'll, uh, <laughs> or an RDL. I'll do the sumo deadlift when nobody's watching. <laughs> Um, okay, but uh, for the, the for the main topic of today, um, we we wanted to talk about um, warm ups. Why why we do them, why you should do them, um, and and kind of what they entail. You know, not every warm up is is made the same, um, and and there's different types of warm ups. You have your you know pre pre actual workout warm up, and then if you're if you're having like a heavy lift day, you have your pre you know main lift warm up, right? Um, but for us, what we what we like to do is a, a, a dynamic warm up for our athletes. Um, the importance of a dynamic warm up prior to um, training, like an athlete, is it gets the the CNS ready to you know go through a, like a tough exercise session. Um, and the CNS is just the central nervous system, obviously connected to the entire body. Um, but without getting all you know unnecessarily like sciency and everything, um, a lot of kids don't understand some why we do the warm up the way we do um it's not designed to 
you know, just kind of make you like tired in the beginning, but like uh, a good dynamic warm up can be effective at, you know, loosening up the body, um, providing a little bit of, you know, uh, stiffness and elasticity in the ankles with some different movements, get you moving, get the, the blood flowing in a, in a good way. And um, a good warm-up will also have, like, movements that you're going to do in your workout. Um, so it's kind of mimicking them just to get your body ready for a little bit higher intensity with those workouts. I think with the uh, – you said about the dynamic uh, warm-up. Uh, before that, you should do a static uh, warm-up. No. 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 <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. Yeah. Well, um, so Tell us why we shouldn't do a static warm-up. Yes. So common warm-up for – um, athletes is to stand there and either hold their leg back for a quad uh, stretch for 10 seconds or hold their arm across their uh, their chest and hold it for 10 seconds. Growing up playing baseball, we would all stand in a circle um, and we'd, we'd do that stretch, put your arm across your chest, hold it for 10 seconds, switch sides, uh, put your arm over your head, hold it for 10 seconds. Um, so the the problem with static stretching is when you're holding it there for 10 seconds, you're teaching your muscle memory to not move. You're teaching it to hold it there for a certain amount of time. Um, so then from there, in the case of the baseball, we're, we're stretching our arms, quote unquote stretching, um, and holding it there um, and then wanting to go throw the ball as hard or as far as possible and our muscles are not prepared for that with the stretching that we just did so what you should do more is an active uh or as we said dynamic warm-up by moving your arms through the full range of motion um and not holding it uh, so that can be uh taking a weight and swinging your arms around or actually throwing the baseball <laughs> in the case in the case of baseball um so that was so you're telling me that holding an a, a stretch position is not going to be beneficial for a ballistic movement like throwing a baseball. Correct. Uh static stretching has its purpose and its place and it is typically at the end of a workout. Most people finish a workout and leave the the facility such as myself due to time sometimes. Yep. Um but it is best to static stretch at the end of a workout. Um to loosen up those muscles. Okay. Yeah. So all that time playing youth sports growing up where we sat in a circle was just a lie. Yes. We were me. setting ourselves up for failure. Um, and yeah. potential injury. And yes, big potential injury. Um, so that takes us back to dynamic stretching. Yeah. So what goes into a good kind of dynamic warm up? Um, really, it doesn't have to be anything too special. Um, you know, we have kind of a list of exercises that we do. To kind of get the 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 muscles moving in, in in a range of motion in an active in an active manner, um, as we get through some of the the basic movements like Frankenstein's reverse Frankenstein's, um, we get into a little bit more ballistic movements. Right, uh, we do some jumping, some pogo hops, um, lateral bounds. Um, these are exercises that are, like I said, meant to get the CNS kind of woken up get your um, active uh, muscles explosive and ready to move yeah yeah i mean um <laughs> yeah pretty much exactly that but like some of these some of these exercises are designed to actually you know promote strength and different gains in specific body parts and i'm thinking um a lot of pogo hops single leg hops um like staggered pogo hops um a lot of times um 
ankle injuries will occur because our our ligaments in our ankles aren't necessarily um, elastic or used to absorbing different forces, right? If I go right into running without really kind of warming up my my ankles, right? They're they're not they're not elastic. They're not able to withstand that stiffness that running and jumping have. Like my chances of rolling an ankle, you know, potentially you know spraining that that ankle, um, kind of increase, right? Um, so if you're, you know, every time you go into, to lift, regardless if you're doing legs, a, you know, on high intense workout or anything like that, just getting that little bit of extra work in a, a body part that is often forgotten about is more beneficial than not. And it's not going to necessarily take up so much time that, you know, you're sitting there, um, you know, increasing or doing just like mobility exercises, right? You're really just trying to develop that little bit of extra ankle stiffness. That way you're ankles, knees, hips are all, um, ready for, you know, said workout. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. It can be very simple. It can be very quick. Uh, five minutes, it can be five minutes all the way up to as long as you want it to be. Yeah. Um, it all depends what you are trying to get out of it. But just like your, your strength training session, the, the warm up needs to be done with intent, right? You can't just kind of go through the motions or else you're just really, you know, getting yourself out of breath and kind of starting to sweat a little bit. Yeah. Right. Most of what we do in the gym needs to be done with that intent to promote what we're trying to promote. I think a common uh, what people say, uh, yeah, I warmed up at the gym. Uh, they walked on the treadmill for five minutes and watched the TV that was above them <laughs> yeah. and then went and bench press. That yeah. has nothing to do with uh, their legs. So Yeah, and like after you get through a dynamic warm-up, right, you're – your pre-lift warm-up should start to mimic some of the motions you're going to do. And we're thinking for the, you know, kind of the big three, right? Your your squat, deadlift, and bench. Um, and even some of your power movements, or if you are, like, hang cleaning or, or doing some jumps, right? Yeah. Just some, like, intro into that, right, is going to is gonna help. I recently started doing myself uh, more of a readiness um, warm-up. So I do my dynamic stretching, um, try to loosen up anything that's feeling tight and stuff like that. That's just normal stretching. Um, but then for my, as I said, readiness warm up, um, I try to mimic the movement that I'm getting ready to do. So if I do a deadlift, um, do, I'm going to do an exercise before that, that warms up my low back, my hamstrings, um, all of my legs, um, all of your legs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My all quads. T- all two. Yeah. <laughs> the entire leg yeah okay gotcha. yeah um okay. so typically i've been taking about 10 to 15 minutes to do that and not only does that get the muscles prepared but like you said the central nervous system and um now that it's warm outside it gets a little bit of pre-sweat mm-hmm. going um so then by the time i get to the warm-up or the actual lift for the day such as the deadlift i am re- my muscles are ready to go they weren't just because i work out right mm-hmm. when i wake up they weren't just asleep and then I tried to deadlift 20 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and doing motions that mimic that lift, um, allow your body to kind of go through the full range of motion that you're looking for. Um, if you have been sitting all day and then you go to the gym and then you try to squat without, you know, warming up your, your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, your core, um, you're not going to necessarily get the depth that you're hoping for on that squat. And you're going to maybe hear some creaks, cracks that aren't going to be too beneficial for you. Um, moving forward. So, you know, kind of getting that, that warm up that's going to really mimic the, the, the motion is going to um, get that, the, get that full range of motion that you are looking for in that, that lift. 
And then once you get to the movement that you're trying to do, um, such as the big three squat, deadlift, bench, it's important to remember that everything leading up to the goal that you have for the day is considered a warm up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to squat 315 pounds um, for three sets of three, your 135 is not your first set. Yeah. Your 225 is not your first set. Those are warm up sets. So you do your warm up, you get through it. Once you hit the weight that you're supposed to be hitting for the day, that's your first set. Your warm up is over, and now you're into the actual movement. Yeah, we call these our our non working and our working sets, right? Yes. If I'm if I'm you know I I don't, but if I'm gonna squat 315, I'm not gonna do a set with just the bar and then throw on 315, right? My my body's yeah. not prepared for that. It needs to be you know, given a little bit of stress before, you know, a lot of stress is put on it. Yeah. And we keep talking about the central nervous system. The squat is one of the biggest, uh, loads on the central nervous system. Um, if you were to go from the bar to 315, your, your central nervous system would have no idea what to do. <laughs> um, especially if like, even if you have squatted 315 before, if you try to make that jump, your body's not going to be able to keep up. Yeah. Um, so all this is just to say that, you know, like, a warm up isn't just a you know kind of going through the motions thing. Like a warm up is going to allow you to progress further in whatever you're doing. Um, if you're an athlete, right, you have a, a pregame warm up. You're going through some drills that you're going to um, see throughout the game, right? As a lacrosse player, we would you know um, you know you start with just some you know passing back and forth with a partner. Then you start to get into some line drills, get the body moving a little bit, and then you start to do some of your offensive plays. That's all a warm up for that game. Uh, if I were to just walk up to the game five minutes before, throw on my equipment, right? I'm not necessarily prepared for the demands of that game. My legs aren't warmed up. My arms aren't warmed up. You know, my head's not necessarily warmed up, right? I, and mistakes are going to happen, and injuries could occur. And the same thing, you know, for lifting, right? A dynamic warm-up doesn't have to be anything crazy. It should be less than, it should be five minutes or less. You should be able to get in there, do some, you know, pogo hops, maybe some down dogs, get the shoulders warmed up, some band pull-aparts. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. A dynamic warm-up just means that you're you're moving. You're not just sitting in a, a static position. It doesn't have to be running up and down the field. But if you know that you have some, you know, some squats coming up or some deadlifts, you know, even just some body weight walking lunges can be enough to, to get the body going in a, a positive way. Um, and then really the what's important if you're if you are trying to get you know stronger you're going to have some heavy lifts with some you know lower reps you're going to have to do some you know, some workup sets it's you know just important that you you're not just hurting your body right it's better to get some full range of motion at 135 185 225 that way when i put on 245 my body you know understands that some stress is coming and it's able to adapt and i'm able to recruit enough motor units to do that lift yeah and recruiting the motor units like you're you will get used to that that weight um for me like if i if i want to increase a weight as far as the squat i will load the bar up and hold it on my back to create that the central nervous system getting used to Mm -hmm. it um because there's nothing weirder than picking up a squat for the first time and being like, this is heavy. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to get this. It's 6 a.m. Let's uh, just pick up 3 to 15. Yeah. Um, and there has been times where I work up to that and I'm like, yeah, I'm not ready for this. Mm-hmm. So you go back down, continue to warm up. And then by the time you get back to it, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm ready for this. Now. 
Yeah, like when you when you've been lifting long enough, your body is is used to those specific demands. And when we say like recruiting motor units, um, you know, we think in terms of that mind muscle connection, right? If I'm able to recruit more motor units, you know, I I can produce a little bit more force. I can you know lift heavier weights. And um, you can't do that when you're you know first wake up at six a.m. Yeah. right and going down the stairs sometimes is, oh my is challenging. Yeah. So, um, you know those workup sets are you know are are extremely important for getting to a, a heavy weight. Now, if you're just looking for you know a little bit of hypertrophy, you're not going crazy in the weight. You're kind of doing more volume. You know you can get away with one or two one or two sets before you start to get into your working sets. Um, just because there's not going to be as an intense demand on your on your body. Yeah, it all depends what weight you're trying to do. If you're if you're a person that is extremely strong and 315 is your um, set that you're going to do 10 reps of, it's not going to take you as long to warm up, but you still need to. You can't jump can't jump right to that. Yeah. Um, now, Justin, where do you think um, you know working on our mobility comes in with um, our lifts and our warm up and everything like that? Well. Uh, discipline. <laughs> I have terrible <laughs> mobility. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I meant like timing. Yeah. No, um, I, no, I understand. Um, it, what I'm saying is it, it takes a lot of discipline to go into the gym, want to go to do that, that deadlift squatter bench, but you have to sit there and work on your mobility first. Yeah. Um, I am terrible at being disciplined on that. I'm trying to get better at that. So, um, I, when I do do it, it's right after my <laughs> it's right after my uh my dynamic stretching right right before I get into the the lifting warm up um so i typically I've been trying to work on my hip mobility uh, a little bit of shoulder mobility um so yeah, I just work on opening up my hips uh it has definitely improved my squat mm-hmm. uh being able to uh have more mobile hips yeah. So it's something that's beneficial. I know it's beneficial. I preach it. Yeah. But do I practice it? I'm <laughs> trying nice. to. Yeah. Yeah. Mobility's um it's different than flexibility, right? Um flexibility is being able to kind of, I guess like reach something in a certain range of motion, whereas like mobility is your body's ability to move, right? So um I can touch my toes, but if I can't sink my hips down past parallel on a squat, right? I have great flexibility, but I have crap mobility. Um so like the, the few places that we see lacking in, in mobility are uh, definitely the hips. Um, ankles are a, a big, um, you know, oftentimes not mobile place, especially if you've had some ankle injuries. Um, and then the, the last one is your thoracic spine, which is basically just your upper back. And right? a bit of shoulders. Yeah, sh- shoulders definitely as well. Um, but they're just a little bit harder to, you know, kind of get moving and everything. But um, – yeah, I would say, I, I guess there's a big four, right? Um, your ankles, right? Because your ankles is going to affect everything above, so your entire body, right? If I have poor ankle mobility, I'm not going to be able to squat to depth without my heels coming up. You know, if I have, have crap hip mobility, I'm not going to be able to squat to depth without, you know, pain, discomfort, um, and maybe a little bit of balance. And if I can't, you know, if I don't have, you know, thoracic spine mobility, which is, again, just your upper back, right? my chest is going to fall to the floor during that squat. And if I don't have shoulder mobility, then I can't grab the bar behind me. <laughs> I'm going to have to do something else. Which I used to not be able to, but yeah. through a little bit of shoulder mobility work, I can now. Yeah. And and mobility, again, like your dynamic warm it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but it's going to provide a lot of benefits down the road. Um, and the the great thing about mobility, you know, I, not necessarily like the great thing, but like um, 
the easiest way to provide your body more mobility is to go through a range of motion with load and trying to, you know, get further in that, in that, that range of motion than you did before. Um, so like if we're doing ankle mobility, right, when we're looking at ankle mobility, um, since you can't see us, just imagine that your foot is planted on the wall, you're down on one knee and you're trying to push your knee past your toes without your heel coming up, right? That's your, that's your dorsiflexion. That's your ankle mobility. If you're looking to increase um, your ankle mobility like that, you know, it's one thing to kind of, you know, just push your knee forward and back without load. But it's another thing to, I've been doing um, with some clients, I've been raising their, um, the, the front of their foot and having them lunge through that kind of range of motion with that, that front of that foot raised. Um, you'll feel definitely a, a really nice stretch in there. Um, but again, it's just kind of forcing that extra, extra range of motion in your dorsiflexion of your ankle. Which, you know, once you get that back after a few, a few ankle injuries, it's going to help with your, your squat. It's going to help with your running. Um, it's going to help with your jumping and everything like that. And taking care of mobility um, can really help your lift, but it can also be done at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do it right before bed um, to loosen up and be ready for the next day or while they sleep, have a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has a lot of benefits for your workout to do right before your workout. Yeah, and it, again, it doesn't need to take long. Two or three exercises, two, maybe two to three sets, depending on how tight you are that day, and, and you're kind of good to go from there. Um, but again, always always focusing on the, the ankle, hips, uh, thoracic spine, and, and, and definitely your shoulders because, you know, we all know that we all we basically all have kind of crappy posture, right? We sit a lot. We look at our phones a lot. We podcast and we slouch. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just it's just important to, to you know, to – always continue to work on that. And like I said, it's, it's going to have benefits down the road. Nowadays is myofascial release, such as foam rolling. More popular is massage guns. Um, so your myofascial is the layer on the outside of your muscles. So, um, what people typically cut off of a chicken breast. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's the easiest Cooking way. To, lessons with yeah, yeah. It's the easiest way to uh, picture it. If you have a, a chicken breast, the the part that you would want to cut off because you don't want to eat, that's your myofascial. Uh, we as humans have that as well. Good to know. <laughs> All right. Anatomy lesson. T- time to eat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, um, when you are releasing that, you're releasing the tension that you've created in that. So, uh, personally, if if I do a, if I run, which doesn't happen often, <laughs> I I can feel how tight my muscles are, um, and that's that myofascial. So, uh, an easy and inexpect inexpensive way is getting a foam roller. You can get an expensive one. You can get a cheap one. Mm-hmm. Um, moving your uh, the foam roller using your body weight over. Um, the roller will help uh, release the tension that you've created in that myofascial. Um, and one another th- thing that's important about it is making sure you're doing it right. I think uh, either this episode or the last episode, I said about uh, if you're if you're not doing it right, you're not gaining the benefits from it. So some people will take a foam roller, they'll roll their legs for 20 seconds and say they're good to go. And 20 seconds for the whole leg. Yeah. But it should be... Um, 30 seconds to a minute per muscle or per area. Right. So you could spend f- five minutes on your quad, yeah. five minutes on your hamstring. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you Jeez for your input. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, 
Gee whiz. <laughs> Gee whiz. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then with the massage gun, same thing. You want to target the area for at least 30 seconds. Um, the more, the longer, the more benefit you can get from that release. Uh, I personally enjoy it. I do it before a workout and after. Um, you shouldn't really do it during because <laughs> during the workout, uh, your muscles are active and uh, ready to do the movement, but by releasing the myofascial, you're relaxing them. Yeah, you need to be a little bit more, a little tense during ready. the workout. Yeah. Now, a lot of people um, in the fitness industry will say that you know myofascial release doesn't actually do anything. There's some research that does agree with that, but you know, anecdotally, you know, however you feel that it does, you know, I I think it's great. I personally think it's great. Justin likes it. We have a lot of our athletes do it. You know. Maybe it does work, maybe it doesn't, but if it if it does, like you're only benefiting from it. And if it doesn't, you know, there's still that kind of placebo effect that it is working because um, I know I tend to feel a lot looser after I, I foam roll a little bit, especially my upper back, you know, get a couple good cra- back cracks in there. Um, and, you know, there's no, there's it, it's not going to be a detriment to your body or your workout. You're not going to not recover better because you did it. You're not going to recover better because you did it. But you are going to feel a little bit better yeah. after you do it. And with, if you if you don't like it, you don't have to do it then. Yeah. With anything and everything, the the science is constantly changing. More things are coming out. Old things are being recalled, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could get into a whole discussion about yeah. rest and icing. Well, not rest, but icing. Yeah, exactly. Um, it has its place. Uh, if you're going to do it, it needs to be done right. Um, yeah. Personal preference is a big. It comes down to yeah, and a film roller costs like ten dollars. It's yeah. not like it's not like you're buying yourself like a massaging chair or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, like obviously, if you want to recover, you know, best it's you know sleep, nutrition, and if you're you know sore, you know, need specific help, you know, massage therapist could be uh, very beneficial to you too. But we're not you know saying go out and get a massage every week because that's expensive. So <laughs> I couldn't do it, but I would. Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, so that pretty much takes us through warming up, mobility, the um, lift or sports specific or lift specific warm up, um, and then what you should do after. Yeah. Is there anything else that you think people could benefit from? No, I mean I think we kind of hit more on the the athletic side of things. Um, you know, oftentimes we do have athletes doing more explosive workouts. Um, you know, lifting a little bit heavier weight. But all this information is still true for, you know, if you're just going to the gym for general health, right? You should still be doing a warm-up. You should probably be working on mobility a little bit more than the average person, especially if you find yourself sitting a lot. You know, your upper back's going to be tight, and, um, you know, that's going to kind of lead as a detriment to everything else. So um, maybe spending a little bit more time on your mobility. But, um, no, I think, you know, it's just mainly important to remember the the working and non-working sets <clears throat> especially as you start to get you know heavier weights but but yeah no we we definitely hope you guys uh enjoyed another episode you know we're having fun recording these um you know we we always appreciate you guys you know rating the episodes uh reviewing them on iTunes um and you know you guys can listen to these send us any um you know, voice messages right through the, the Anchor app because we do we do use Anchor and everything. It's kind of nice because it's through Spotify. And you can reach out via Instagram or yes. email as well. Yes, we've had a few emails. Um, it's been nice to, to get some feedback. Yeah. Mostly positive. Yes. I think all positive. We are, uh, every episode we have done has been a slightly different setup. 
<laughs> yeah. And we're trying to figure out what is best. Yes. So if you have any input, continue to bear with us. Feel free. Yeah. I think last episode had a little bit of um, sound issues with my voice being a little echoey. I think it's because I talk so loud. I'm just too excited. Yeah. Um, but, no, but, but we're working on it. Yeah. Just continue to bear with us. You know, we hope um, regardless of the, the production value that you guys are, are enjoying these and taking something from these episodes um, and you know, we hope that our, our jokes are funny and our information is, um, what well, it's correct, but you know, being, being used. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, rate, review, subscribe, send us, uh, you know, any emails you guys have with questions. Uh, we hope to do a, you know, a 100 follower on Instagram, uh, Q and a on here. So we will be asking for questions eventually. Therefore we need 100 followers. <laughs> yeah, please. So please follow, share our Instagram. Yeah, and then we can do a little bit more exciting stuff. We're looking forward to having uh, potentially some guests on here, oh, so you don't always have to hear our voice. Um, hear some outside uh, viewpoints as well. Yes, definitely. We have a uh, a sports physical therapist already in the lineup, which is going to be a good one. So, all right. But I think that that's it from us. Any last things? Uh, I think that's everything. Words See you next wisdom, week. Motivation. No. Um, you can do it. Nope. All right. See okay. you next week. <laughs>